Hello, everybody. I'm John Locke, and I'd like to welcome you to the LockingYourSuccess.com Trading Performance Podcast, where it's all about real traders, real problems, and real coaching. Listen up and enjoy the segment. For those serious about becoming successful, consistently profitable options traders, now is the time to build skills in technical analysis, market analysis, and applied volatility to get those results. We have multiple memberships, starting with our Go membership that teaches rules-based trading and our Pro membership that teaches more subjective trading. For more information, go to LockInYourSuccess.com memberships. I kind of want to start by talking maybe a little bit about my experience as a developing trader. For those of you who may not be familiar with me, I started trading in like 2005, 2006 time frame. I literally had never traded before. I didn't know what a stock was. I had no financial education whatsoever. And it took me literally a year and a half to figure this trading thing out. That's not a lot of time, right? Going from knowing nothing to being able to be profitable in the market to the point where I was literally starting to mentor traders within like a year and a half of me starting. And a lot of the people I was mentoring had been in the business for 10, 15 years and hadn't been making money. Now, I'm not doing this, saying this to brag. I just, I'm just saying it to, um, just demonstrate how um, how you can do that. I mean, there's really nothing special about me. I don't have a college education. I don't have a financial background, and I can come into trading and I can figure this out in a time, you know, in a very short amount of time. I'm not necessarily overly intelligent, but what I do have is I have a very good skill on how to figure things out, and I want to help you do that as well. So. The question I ask myself is, if I figure this out so quickly, why do we see extremely smart, very well-educated people who have uh, struggled with trading for over a decade, and they continue to fail? They continue to be break-even traders, or they have periods of profitability followed by huge periods of losses. They're constantly swapping strategies. They're just not making it anywhere. They're not making any progress. Uh, why does that happen? And I'm looking back and I'm thinking about past students and people that I know and people who've contacted me in the past and thinking about what is their top reasons that I see for failure. And I would say probably the top reason is the pursuit of the unicorn, the shiny object thing, the trade that doesn't exist, right? Um, you go into this shiny object syndrome, we call it, where, oh, you know, you're looking around, looking for ways to trade. You say, oh, this looks good. I'm going to go do that. And then you start trading it or doing whatever the process is. And you find out that, hey, this isn't as easy as I thought. And then you see something else. This looks good. I think I'm going to go do that. And you're going back and forth, trade hopping, strategy hopping, and you know, trying different types of trading. And you get into this cycle where you just do that over and over and over again. And you just don't make any progress. I mean, yeah, you learn little things along the way. And some people get lucky and they break out of that. But there's a significant amount of people who never do. They, they just keep going and really never make it. And um, 
included in that would be back testing improperly or back testing with a misplaced focus. One of the things that um, happened or a very large benefit that I had when I started trading is we couldn't really back test anything. I mean, we had um, option view analytical software. It had data for maybe a year. It was hugely unreliable. It was missing a lot of information. And a lot of it just plain wasn't right. Um, it was pretty much useless for taking a strategy and running it through you know, 10 years of backtesting. You just simply couldn't do that. Uh, some of you may see that as a disadvantage. But I almost believe that had I come into the market today uh, with the mindset that I probably had when I initially entered, which is the same that most people have, hey, I'm going to find this trade or this method or this strategy, and I'm just going to follow the rules that's going to win all the time. You know, Had I come in with that mindset and I got caught up in developing this unicorn strategy or trade, I might be in the same situation as a lot of people. Right, because it's pretty easy to go in and backtest something for ten years and have it win. Right, I can simply make up a set of rules and I can run it through backtester and then I can fine tune them so that they didn't lose, which by definition is form fitting my strategy to the past. It's form fitting it to a past market, and then I can uh, from there. I can use that as confidence that my strategy is going to work in the future, <clears throat> which really, um, I know it seems maybe plausible that if you took something and you back-tested it and you fine-tuned it to the past and you form-fitted it, that it's going to work in the future. But the reality is, is the past is not the same as the future. And the other reality is, is if you're just kind of modifying your rules a little bit to filter out losses, which is essentially what you're doing, you're not focused on how much risk was I taking in order to make that win. You're not focused on what would have happened had the market gone the other way or kept going the certain way. All you're focused on is the results that you acquired by filtering out the past um, bad circumstances. My point being is, that strategy or those rules you made might work into the future, but they also might not. You really have no way of knowing. It all depends on what the market does and so forth. So what ends up happening is traders, they end up hiding losing scenarios in the trading strategies. In other words, they act as if or they feel as if they fixed it. The trading strategy is going to, you know, it won in the past, and therefore it's going to win in the future. They think they fixed it, and they put confidence, but they're not 100% sure, right? Because you're still kind of wondering. So you put your confidence based on what your recent results are. So you get into the strategy, you have a series of wins. Hey, it back-tested good, confidence. Hey, I tried this for a certain period of time, and it worked, confidence. Um I'm going to increase my size, confidence, right? Things go along. Next thing you know, hey, um, a, a, a loss happens in real life. Something happens in real life. Something happens that wasn't exactly the same as the past, right? You can't filter that out in live trading. 
So you take this loss and you take it on much larger capital and now you're back to zero or you're back to, you know, barely any profits or, or maybe you're negative. And now since you've lost maybe once or twice or three times, now all of a sudden your confidence level shattered. You drop your trading size and you wait for that to build back up again. And the same process, you just go through that process over and over again. You might do it with the same trading strategy. You might do it with a different trading strategy. But either way, the process is the same, and that process is flawed. You are never going to make it as a trader. You'll make it for spurts of time. It might be for a year. It might be two years. It might be three years. But you go through a 10-year period or so doing that process, you're going to continue, and you're running that cycle. You're just, you're just not going to make it anywhere. It's just not going to happen. So um, when we see these, like almost universally, I would say, when I see traders who are struggling with um, profitability and have been doing this business for a long period of time, that's exactly what they're doing. Now, they might be going from one income trade to another. They might be switching from short-term to long-term. They might be going from futures to this to that to volatility trading. But it's all the same. Right there, there is there is no difference. So we want to break everybody out of this um, this process. So to re, re, to be reliably profitable, we don't want to focus on trade rules. Trade rules are fantastic for certain things. You know, they're fantastic for putting into back tester and analyzing the um, vulnerabilities and the advantages of a certain set of trade rules, right? So, I mean, we have directional trading and that trade rule could be, you know, you enter when ADX crosses this and you exit when ADX crosses that and or whatever, right? Or it can be something as complicated as this crazy complicated income strategy. It doesn't really matter. Whatever the trade rules are, the trade rules are going to have types of markets where they're going to have an edge where you're going to do okay, and they're going to have types of markets where that edge disappears or even goes negative, and you really have no chance of making money or you know, you're, you lose a lot of money. All of those come into play, and this is going to be universal. And one of the things you're going to find is the more complex a strategy is and the more often it wins, the more likely you are to putting yourself in a blow-up scenario, particularly if you're basing your confidence off recent results. There are strategies out there that win like 99% of the time, but they're – I mean, people consider me sometimes to be um, – uh, what am I, I going to say? The opposite of risk-averse, right? Maybe a little bit edgy and as far as the way I position sometimes. <clears throat> but I can tell you, some of these strategies that make a relatively low amount of money that win like almost all the time are some of the most risky strategies that I can think of. And I personally would be scared to death to trade with them with any size. I just would have no interest in it whatsoever. I mean, I think people that do, they're either ignorant or they're just just nuts, <clears throat> they're risking their financial future because they don't want to lose a trade uh, and they're willing to take 2% a month or something like that, right? It's just, it's not a um, 
good way to trade, and in my, uh, my opinion, it's an extremely risky way to trade, especially, like I said, if you're doing with oversize, especially if you're, if you're taking your portfolio margining uh, into account, stuff like that. That's just nuts. Um, at some point, the vulnerability of that trade is going to be realized, and when it is, it's not going to be good, because, and you're not making enough money during doing those types of trades in order to cover the types of losses that you're likely to experience when things finally go bad. So we want to avoid that type of trading. We also, like I said, don't want to focus on trade rules for the purpose of, of thinking that, hey, I'm going to have this trade and uh, I'm going to uh, win all the time and I'm just going to retire on it and hope that it works going into the future. That is not, that's not a good plan. And I've seen a lot of people do that, and I've seen a lot of people end up losing a lot of money or getting to the point where they had to go back to work. Uh, it just doesn't turn it just doesn't turn out well because you you can't you don't want to put your focus uh, or your confidence on a set of rules, and you also don't want to base your confidence on whether that set of rules has been working out in in the recent past or whether or not. They worked out on backtest because, like I said, the real reality is it was either form-fitted, it was a lucky period where there wasn't a problem, or um, or whatever. But the bad times coming, we just don't know when it's going to be. And if you're if if that's your only process for being profitable, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem because when that bad time comes, you're just going to again blow out into backtester. You know if. You're trading a certain trade, and it does well for three years, and then something happens, you know, the market crashes or whatever, and then um, you, uh, you have a bad time, and then you go back and you backtest the market crash, and you change your trade rules so that it wouldn't have lost in the market crash. You didn't fix the trade. You filtered out the loss. So the worst thing you can do is think that you fixed it, then go confidently trade that ahead with the same rules um, and expect that to work in the future. We, we saw this happen in 2018. We had a down move early in the year that had one, uh, a very big down move that had one type of implied volatility um, scenario. And then we had a big down move later in the year, towards the end of the year, that had a similar down move from a point perspective, but it had a completely different implied volatility characteristics. And the things that fixed the first down move got hammered in the second down move. And the things that got hammered in the first down move were fine. In the, they worked out fine in the second down move. So like I said, it's just, you have to come to the realization that all you're doing is filtering out losses through that process. And it doesn't fix anything. Instead of that process, we want to get away from that. We want to focus on discovering or learning to discover where the most apparent edge is in any given time in the marketplace. And then we want to exploit that edge in a favorable risk-reward manner. When we can, when we can um, learn to do this, we're going to be trading with different trading rules all the time. We'll have different entry configurations. We'll have different entry uh, days to expiration. We'll have uh, different adjustment strategies. We'll have different exit strategies, depending on the situation at hand. Which, when you think about it, is the same in any part of life, right? You, can, you, I mean, you have a certain set of rules that are universal, but you all, but um, you also have a lot of rules at a more um, micro 
perspective that are going to change depending on the situation, and as they should, right? As a different situation requires different actions. So it's the same thing with trading. Different situations are going to require different actions, and your job as a trader is to be able to re, um, read the situation and get an idea of what the best, most probable, least risk, best rewards um, action to take so that you can do well regardless of what's happening in the marketplace. Uh, so one of the things that we want to do is we want to work on understanding what price movement and implied volatility shifts are least likely to happen for the duration of the trade. So uh, we have a lot of traders talk about bearish markets, bullish markets, or whatever. It doesn't matter if you're in a bearish market. It doesn't matter if you're in a volatile market or a not volatile market or an uptrending market. When you put on a, a trade like the types of trades that we're doing, okay, they're short term. They're, I don't know, they might be a day, they might be 15 days, they might be 60 days, but they're short term. Your only concern is what's going to happen for the duration of the trade. That's it. What happens outside the duration of the trade, it doesn't matter for the trade. So we're not really concerned about that. Um, but more importantly, if we're getting into the market neutral, um, positive theta type of trading, we are potentially profitable in a lot of different types of situations. We focus on what's least likely to happen for the duration of the trade. And we want to choose positions that will do well if those improbable circumstances don't play out. Okay, so you call yourself a probability trader. Fine. Probability isn't just a bell curve. Probability is dependent, especially on price movement and applied volatility, is dependent on a lot of specific things. And learning to understand um, normal price movement in certain situations, normal implied volatility movement in certain situations, and playing to that, there's a lot of times we can say, what's probably not going to happen? I mean, just the most recent observation as of last week in market outlook, I mean, the chances of um, the Russell being over 1,800 today was extremely improbable. We talked about that. We might go up a little bit more, but the market's going down. The SPX might go up a little bit more, but the market's going down. We're going to be doing the down cycle. Um, you want to take your risk at the top. What's least likely to happen? Well, we're least likely to get a large up move from here. Well, let's put our risk there. Okay, let's put on a trading strategy that has risk there. And what's the problem most people have with this? Well, they're trying to pretend that they don't have risk when they trade, right? They're, they're, they're trying to, especially when they get to the more complex strategies, they're trying to pretend that they have a trade that can't lose no matter what happens in the marketplace, which is never true. There's always a trade that is you know, you're going to enter the marketplace, you, you have to risk a certain amount in order to make that money. And there's always a possibility it's going to lose. It's just that if you're trading by the rules non-subjectively, you're just blind and you're not aware that the trade can lose, you're just blindly, blindly placing your risk somewhere with no, um, no idea of whether that risk is probable to occur or not. At least if we're looking at normal price movements, normal applied volatility movements, normal price cycles, we have scenarios that are, are very unlikely to happen. And if we can place, if we can identify those and we place our risk there, then the chances of us experiencing a large loss is extremely unlikely. Right? That's, a, that's putting probability in your favor. That's what that is. That's more than looking at a bell curve. 
right? You can look at a bell curve and, you know, it might say the market's got so many percent of chance going down 100 points, so many percent chance going up 100 points. But then you can look at the charts and you can say, oh, my goodness, the market's simply not going to go up anymore or, or the chances of that are so low that's insane. I'm not going to play that side of the bell curve. I'm going to put my risk on that side of the bell curve because the market's going to go down. Okay, it, it just makes sense. Why would you not do that? Um, also, the other thing is once you decide what's least likely, most people try to look at what's most likely first. And I don't really care what's most likely. I want to care what's least likely because that's where I want to put my risk. And then from there, you know, you have the other side too, is you want to understand what price movement in, a, in, a, in IV shifts are most likely for the duration of the trade. Now, just because something is most likely doesn't mean I'm depending on it. Again, the benefit with our type of trading is we can be pretty wrong and still make money. So I'm concerned about losing money. I want to know what's least likely first. And then after that, I want to go, well, now that I know that this is least likely, what's most likely from that point? And then if the most likely thing plays out, I want to set myself up so that, um, that I can take advantage of that. Also, you know, if you're properly looking at the stuff that we do in the Go membership and, you're, and you understand that, hey, this trading strategy wins if this happens, but it's going to lose if that happens, and you understand what those dynamics are, if you do a market analysis and you realize that what the losing scenario is for that trade is most likely to happen, maybe you shouldn't do that. I want to do a shift in focus for our trade performance membership uh, with the objective of drastically increasing the amount of time uh, or decreasing the amount of time that it takes to reach a high level of competency uh, with trading. And I'm going to call a high level of competency with trading is basically having and you know being able to have and apply the necessary skills to maintain a high level of profitability into the future through the process of identifying market changes and dynamically adapting to them. To accomplish this, we're going to focus on the following areas. We're going to determine what we have for probabilities of price movement and implied volatility movement in specific time frames. So we want to take us we want to take an example and we want to say this is probably what's going to happen. This probably isn't what's going to happen. This is, uh, you know, as far as price movement, as far as implied volatility movement. Also, we should add into that, and this type of movement, you know, and if this happens or if that happens, that tells us something changes and what that means. Okay, but we're going to take these things and we're going to say, well, how are we going to enter the trade? How are we going to adjust this trade? Um, and how do we want to exit the trade based on the probabilities of what's going on? And, um, you know, that is our, you know, what is our entry configuration? How many days to entry do we want to do? Uh, what's our adjustment procedure going to be? What's our exit procedure going to be for this strategy? In other words, we're, we're, it's like M21 or what we talk about an ultimate income trader. We're talking about what's going on, and we can just provide examples of that. And by seeing multiple examples, you'll get it. Um, then we also want to know, how we're going to determine when those probabilities shift, and then we'll talk about adapting to, adapting to them real time.
Uh, we're also going to talk about technically non-subjective positions and how to manage those. So um, when we have the trades, I've talked about this before, sometimes there's a high probability the market's not going to do something or the, the high probability the market is going to do something. Sometimes there's really not a strong probability either way, in which case we just we default back to our rule set. Right? So that's the wonderful thing about understanding your basic trade rules. You'll see me all the time. I'll go into a certain, you know, I might go into a super bear and I might revert back to M3.4U rule set at some point. Right? We might flip it into an M3.4U and go in, into that rule set and trade that way. And then I might switch back into something else. But the thing is, when we go to no high probability of anything, we go into something we know that usually makes money. The only time it doesn't make money is if something really weird happens, and there's really not a high probability of that happening, so I might as well be in it, right? So there's nothing to take advantage of, and we can make money that way. The, the great part of this type of trading is there's always a way to make money. If you're directional and the market doesn't move, you can't make money, right? Um, here, we can make money if the market doesn't move. We can make money if the market's directional. We can make money you know, in either direction. We can make money if it's choppy. We can make money or whatever. Right? Kiss of death on a directional trader is a choppy market. They keep entering trades and they keep failing. Um, again, that's we can trade all these markets, which gives us even more um, confidence, I guess, and uh, flexibility when it comes to being able to make money, So, which is really cool. And then, of course, we have the mental challenges and biases that prevent profitability. So I still want to deal with that. I still want to deal with some trading performance issues and mental issues as we go along because you can have all the skills in the world. If you can't apply them, then there's, there's no, I mean, you're not going to make money. So we want to make sure we uh, deal with those. And that is what I have for you today. If you have any questions or comments or anything else you'd like to see in the next Trading Performance Podcast, please list that in the comments and I'll personally answer your questions and comments for you. Also, I'd love to encourage you to come on over to LockingYourSuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E in your success.com and check out our Trading Performance and Pro Memberships where you can find the tools you need to become a much more effective trader regardless of the type of trading you do. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to seeing you on the next Trading Performance Podcast. <laughs>